we're back with our ghosts. I don't have one um, that is from me or a friend, so I have a juicy one from the internet. Mm, great adjective. <laughs> Ew, yeah, right. Um, this is called The Little Girl Who Wasn't, and it was posted by <laughs> Lady Sparrow <laughs> on Jezebel when they do that kick-ass Halloween ghost story. So thing. let me get this straight. You're going to mock this person and then steal their <laughs> material. No, look, I, I, have, I, have, I don't know why these things, I crack up with internet comment names. Good save. Good save. Yep. I know. It's Dialing like it back. It's things that always makes me laugh because they're always weird and silly. Like... I don't. I mean, I guess because of anonymity, you don't want to put your full name. But <laughs> any of these are funny, you know. Sometimes people are actually funny. And what do you think Lady Sparrow's last name is? Like Jones or something? I was gonna say maybe it's she's like trying to be like Jack Sparrow's, uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, pirate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless she's like a bird enthusiast, which I can get behind. Be. I love bird enthusiasts. Oh, I wish that I were one. But anyway. You, I think you will be. I think you have right. it in your blood. I think it's coming <laughs> later, and you're going to be one of those guys who wears Tevas with like mid uh, mid shin socks, and you have all no, the gear, no, and binoculars. Lindsay, and, yeah. you should know me well enough to know that the idea of men wearing sandals is abhorrent to me. I would, I would never. <laughs> but with socks? No, no. If okay, I'm not well, on a beach or at a pool, you won't see me. Yeah. In sandals. Well, good. I agree. No, you actually have a very. Um, cool style so I'm, oh, i don't well, think you'll you. turn into that maybe thank you be for like noticing. the coolest bird bird freak in the yeah. world maybe but can i well, i'll be peacocking aside, you'll be peacocking yeah. get it birds <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> i just as an aside about clothes because this was one of the most bizarre things i've ever seen mm. when i was on my work trip last week this mm. week whenever it was mm. i was at a coffee shop <laughs> Because we were going to have a meeting um, with the people that are doing the project on the ground. And, you know, the coffee shops have other people in them. And there was a guy sitting in the corner. And I didn't notice him get up. But I noticed him coming back because he was wearing, and I am not kidding about this. He was wearing a cutoff t-shirt tucked into tidy, <laughs> tidy whiteies, the black <laughs> tidy whiteies. Okay, that's it. Uh -huh. No pants. Then he was wearing sandals, <laughs> a hat, and like really thick glasses huh he was probably 50 he had like a runner's body you know huh but i was just like what in the actual fuck is happening right now <laughs> like what are you wearing what time and of day was it down. let's go. it was like yeah right that's good point excellent just point a, Daniel. just a question i just want to yeah. figure this out oh my god and no and then he started talking to me and he oh. was like not um he wasn't mentally ill he was just like some weird guy and he starts telling me about his work as a CPA and I was like, CPA. but you know you're wearing just undies, right? <laughs> like, you know all you have on right now are underpants. Huh. Ugh, get out of my face, weirdo. Maybe he just anyway. didn't want to like be that boring CPA like, True. you know, from central yeah. casting, you know, like he's breaking yeah. the mold. He's like, you know, I'm going to do with this character what I will and, yeah. you know, you just like it or leave it, guys. Yeah. You're right. Don't you're put right. him in a box. Lindsay. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm I'm limited. I'm a limited person. Yeah. So it's it's good to hear you say okay. that. Yeah. Now yeah. all uh, I'm please. saying is I'm just giving you some inspiration for your outfits when you're a bird freak. Okay. Thank you. Please this carry on story. with your theft. <laughs> it's from Lady Sparrow. Uh huh. 
and I will read it now. You're Mm. welcome. Okay. Fascinating. I I lived in a house from hell for four years, from age 11 to almost 16. There was constantly something happening. Doors flying open and shut, voices, footsteps. Nothing ever stayed where you put it. I was alone there a lot because both my parents worked, and I was constantly terrified. One of the most gut-level disturbing... It's weird. (laughs) Gut-level disturbing things, though, was this little girl in my bathroom. Every time I walked past my bathroom door, which was constantly, since it was right outside my bedroom, I saw a little girl with blonde curled hair in a rose-colored dress. Pink, in other words. Ah, sorry. Okay. Wow. Man, I'm a bitch. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She just... (laughs) I'm sorry, Lady Sparrow. (laughs) This is the best one. This is the best (laughs) one yet. (laughs) This is scary, okay? Yep. Hey, just knock oh. it off, guys. Yeah. Stop laughing. Boo! Ah, scary. Anyway, got everybody scared? Stood- yeah, okay. <sighs> we should put some sound effects in here to like get people scared again. Yeah, okay. Good, yeah. She just stood there staring, looking like a photograph from 1905. So specific. specific. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. yeah thank you i started keeping the door closed so i could walk by without seeing her but she was always there when i opened it once i stepped in past her i couldn't see her anymore but i could feel her there she scared me but i felt really sorry for her because she was trapped there just like me but probably forever uh as the years went by and things in the house continued to get worse she started seeming darker i started feeling like she wasn't really a little girl I knew there was something ugly in the house, and I felt like it was presenting this sympathetic image to me. (laughs) Then I started thinking I was completely losing my mind. One day when I was 14, I had a friend from out of town come stay with me for a week. I hadn't told her anything whatsoever about the house because I didn't think she would come if I did. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) She was 14, though. You got to give her a Lady Sparrow, you're not wrong. She wouldn't have come. (laughs) She wouldn't have, that's true. You want friends, don't tell them about the ghost demon in your bathroom. That's correct. Okay. Right after she got there, we were sitting in my room and she left to go to the bathroom. (gasps) About a minute later, she walked back in with a puzzled look on her face and said, so there's a little girl in your bathroom. Um, yeah, she hangs out in there. Blonde hair, curls, pink dress, pink dress. Hmm. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's not really a little girl, don't you? I almost threw up. I was so relieved and terrified and excited and ready to run out of the house screaming. She wouldn't use my bathroom the rest of the week and started using it as and I started using it as little as possible without pissing off my parents. Ah, good pun. <laughs> Who did not want to believe? Okay. Eventually I moved out and I could not have been happier. I distanced myself from it mentally as much as I could. Then when I was 18, I took another friend on a road trip to pack up a few things I'd left in the house. My parents hadn't managed to sell it and it wouldn't sell it for five more years. You wonder why. The minute we got on the property, my friend seemed uncomfortable. When we came around the bend in the long, steep driveway, he went completely white. I could tell something was wrong, but he insisted he was okay, so we got to work. After a while, he asked to use the bathroom, and I directed him to mine. Dick! (laughs) Not 20 seconds after he left, he came running back in, gasping for breath, and slammed the bedroom door behind him. I started babbling about a little blonde girl who isn't really a little girl. All of a sudden, he went dead still, looked me in the eye, and very solemnly said, She's not happy with you. You left, and you weren't supposed to. That's it. That's the end of it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's pretty Sorry, good. Sorry, I ruined it, guys. Yeah. No, that no, one, I still spooky. just got some goosebumps at the end, even though we were yeah. dicking around the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
rose colored. Yeah. I like I that mean, she caught herself and corrected it later in the yeah. story. Yep. Wow. It's a pretty good one, Lady yeah. Sparrow. Yeah. Kudos to Thanks. you. If you Thanks. ever hear this, then uh, great job. Yeah. Great Thank job. you for sharing it. Sorry, I couldn't contact you to ask. Yeah. Well, you're a dirty, dirty thief. Mm-mm. And I'm what else is very disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I <laughs> am also stealing a story this week. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey twist. Yo. <laughs> uh, this one. <clears throat> <laughs> is from Sparkle Farkle. <laughs> Not a joke. <laughs> now see that one. I think she knows. I think she knows she's being a little silly. Sparkle Farkle. Hilarious. Self-awareness. You've got yeah. it in spades. Yep. I like your gumption, Sparkle Farkle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like your ghost story even more. Ooh, yes. Should I set the stage with some spooky noises? You want me to? <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, everybody? It's good. Ready? Terrified, yeah. Lubed up with fear? Mm, gross. Not with actual lube. <laughs> I almost said prime the pump. <laughs> I, <laughs> so we're on the same page. <laughs> we're really in sync this week, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Good, <laughs> yeah. Prime the pump is scarier than any scary oh, noise gross. I can make. Uh, okay. <laughs> Guys, this is for Sparkle Farkle. Let's take this a little seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Just how you say Sparkle Farkle. (laughs) Am I saying it wrong? No, you're saying it right, but it sounds so funny when people say it out loud. It does. In writing, it's funny. But (laughs) you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cut off Mm. my audio and go for it. Muting you right now. Okay, let me, whew, lion face, lemon face, lion face, lemon face, great. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> here we go. I moved away from home to attend college eight years ago. My freshman year was when I was really starting to pick up on this stuff. One night, some friends and I were sitting around bored because we couldn't find any parties, and I happened to mention that I think I might be able to start, I, I think I might be starting to see stuff, like ghosts and stuff sometimes. Sorry, reading this terribly. My friend Elle, who, like most people, uh, when she heard this, was very skeptical and was all, prove it. She was a townie, and she told us about a graveyard not far from there, and was very had a very creepy history and suggested we drive out to see what it was like. She said that there had been some very disturbing stories, but that no one ever believed anyone. Huh? Oh. Huh. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sparkle, sparkle. making sure I read that right. Uh, <laughs> I'm the best writer, but hey, you know what? Story's good. Story's I'm not the best good. reader. <laughs> yeah. Her thinking was that if I really had this gift, I would be able to prove her doubt. The graveyard is on a road that was very, very remote, back before roads and stuff made it easier to get to. It is still very difficult to get out there. A small cult-like group had a settlement out there. The church is still standing, and you can see it far in the distance from the road. There's a graveyard behind the church, so I assume that's where we were going. But my friend said, no, not that one. Turns out there's another, much smaller graveyard about a mile and a half down the road. The legend explains why. The pastor of a church, of that church, rather, had a young wife who had married him as a mail-order bride from some place in Eastern Europe. Not long after she arrived, the church hired a young teacher from a nearby college to come teach the children of the community. The teacher and the pastor's wife began an affair. The wife was a witch, or whatever, 
and soon she had turned her young lover onto the occult as well. As two of the most influential people in the community, they were able to spread this throughout the community to some extent. One night, the pastor found her diary and discovered the affair. Big mistake. You shouldn't write that stuff down. Mm -mm. Intending to catch the two lovers, he went to the teacher's small house, but instead of two people making love, he found a small group of his flock being led by his wife in some sort of ritual. The town decided the only thing to do was to hang the wife, the teacher, and everyone, adults and children, who had been caught in that house. Then they buried the witches and warlocks upside down in their graves in a separate graveyard. The rationale behind this is that supposedly when the rapture comes, the undead, as well as all those souls who were mixed up in the occult, will rise from their graves like zombies and kill us all. These people are buried like this so that, when they, so that they will only crawl their way further into their graves instead when this happens. Mm-hmm. That fact alone gave me the chills. I'll say. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the night we go see this place, it's frigidly cold. About four inches of freshly fallen snow covered the ground. It was the kind of quiet you might only know if you've ever been out in the countryside in the dead of winter. The kind that is definitely si- deafeningly silent. A complete absence of anything living. You could hear a pinfall. Only L and another friend, K, wanted to get out of the car. We get out of the car, and the first thing I notice is that this graveyard is creepier than any other I've seen. It's surrounded by an iron wrought fence, like a lot of cemeteries, but this one has huge pointed spikes along the top. And get this, in the center of the cemetery is another fence that surrounds just two graves. I think this was the wife and the teacher. My friends were freaking out just seeing the place, and I was a little uneasy too. But I'd grown used to this feeling of unease, so I decided I would jump the fence and take a look around. Kay sticks around by the gate, but doesn't go in with us. She picks up this neat-looking rock lying by the gate and puts it in her pocket. My skeptic friend, L came with me. I go up to the smaller fence and see that there is actually a motherfucking cage surrounding those two graves. Another shiver goes up my spine. The words, leave us be, are graffitied on the top of one of the headstones. I begin to sense that there is someone in the far corner of the right, to the right of me watching. I'm more interested in what the fuck, there, why there is a cage over these graves. Elle says something stupid about, you stupid slut, you deserve to be locked up in a cage. I hear a guttural growl come from that corner. She hears it too and takes off running for the car where our other friends are waiting. I look over to where I think it's coming from, but I don't see anything. But I was certain something was still there in the graveyard with me. It must have just moved. I sense it behind me. This overwhelming feeling that I can't describe comes over me. The best way to explain it is that it was a primal thing, a feeling of prey and my unseen predator was very near. I mean, it was so intense. I became convinced the shadow was stalking me. I say to myself in my head, what is that? What do I do? And then all of a sudden I hear a muffled voice that is very similar to the one who warns me in my dreams to run. Run as fast as you can. Never come back. I don't think twice. I run. The whole time I can sense something chasing me as I'm running, my friend R starts screaming. The car door was barely even closed and we're taking off, driving way too fast for the snow down this very curvy, not off-traveled country road. Oft. Often. Not off. Sorry. That's a very old-timey short word to put in there. <laughs> kind of threw me off. And my friends are still screaming. Finally, we get back to the main highway and they relax a little. I tell them about the voice and ask them where they were, why they were screaming. Kay says, we thought we saw a tall, dark figure in the corner, and when you and Elle came running to the car, it chased you, and I could swear it had bright red eyes. This is not the scariest thing about this story. We get home, and Kay shows us this rock. 
Then she goes and puts it in her car because she wants to paint it up all pretty and put it in her house. We all snuggle in on the couches and fall asleep watching TV. Kay is the first to leave the next morning because she has to go to work. We're all supposed to go see her at her work for lunch. We get to the restaurant and ask for her section, and the hostess says, didn't you guys hear? She was in a wreck on the way here, and she's in the hospital. We call her mom. Kay's car is totaled, and she's in a medically induced coma. I ask what happened. Her mom says, we don't know yet. When they brought her in, Kay just kept saying, it was the rock. The rock made me crash. R and I are freaked out. We ask her mom if we can see the car because we think we might have left some school books in the back seat. We find the rock. We take it back to the cemetery and put it back exactly where we found it. An hour later, we get a call from Kay's mom. She's suddenly doing better. Her arm's broken and she has some cracked ribs, but she's going to be fine. The doctors can't explain her miraculous recovery. When we were alone, she tells us that she was driving to work when the rock, which was in the back seat, flew up and hit her in the head hard from behind before falling next to the stick shift. She said it was like someone was sitting behind her and hurled it at her. She looked down at it, and when she picked it up, it was hot like a coal, and a voice from the back seat where it would have been thrown said, I said to leave us alone. Since then, Kay has lived in several apartments, even went to France for a semester, and she swears that something follows her everywhere she goes. Things get moved, or she'll leave food out and it will be eaten when she comes back in the room. Things like that. I visited her in these homes, and that very same feeling of something flat-out evil stalking me around the house follows me whenever I visit it. The end. <laughs> the end. Ah. Did you put the rock back? Yeah. You did. Yeah. Why did the witch leave her? You know, okay, if I was the witch, <clears throat> it's just I have you know a note for her. I would haunt the one who called me a slut because yeah. that is not supportive and fuck you. Right. You don't know what my life was like. I got hanged. Yeah. Weird. Weird choice, witch. Weird choice, witch. Watch. She put the rock back. Follow yeah. the mean one. You got your dumb rock The county, she's right there. She's local. Mm. You don't have to travel to France. Local you know? yokel. <laughs> the end. Yeah. That was a good, a good one. That's how I do it. That's how I do it. Ooh, that, that one, listeners, was the scariest one of those I've read. I thought that was so scary. The witch one. Ooh. It's a good one. Terrifying. Ooh, cannot wait for Halloween. I know, man. Mm. Gonna get gonna so jacked up on scary stories. <laughs> Your life blood. <laughs> Halloween. That's, um, that's right. Yeah, I wonder if we should go as Outlander characters this year. Mm, Rupert and Angus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello.